This week, we're discussing delays, a huge comeback, and a new handheld system. This is the Good Game, Bad Game podcast. This is a song I wrote about the Good Game, Bad Game podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Good Game, Bad Game podcast. I'm your host, Spencer, and with me is the mayor of Walmart land, a new Walmart experience only in Roblox. It's my co-host, Mike. Mike, congratulations on winning the election. How are you? I feel like I really, uh, well, I guess, first of all, I need to thank uh, Russia. <laughs> um, and um for i need to thank the fbi for digging up uh hunter biden's laptop uh, if not for them um i would not have one as handily uh, oh yeah yeah is that that's it you're not going to talk about like what your plans are well, I was hoping for at least a fucking giggle in there. How Jesus. are you going to make Anyway. I giggled. I, maybe it didn't come through on Discord. Discord I heard, a, I heard an, uh. <laughs> Yeah, you. I don't know if you could hear, but my eyes also rolled. <laughs> Duh. Of course I can hear that through the through Discord. I, through I definitely giggled. I giggled at the Russia. I see. Anyway. Fuck me, I guess. Yeah, one of yeah, those one of one of those episodes. <laughs> yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, it's been a week. Uh, <laughs> the yeah. same the same amount of time it always is for us. Uh, tell me about your week. Tell me about your week in games. Well, we played more Overcooked. Justine and I. Voice. We played the shit out of Overcooked. Um. I think last time we had an episode, I mentioned that um, <clears throat> we we are at this really difficult level, and then we went back to try it again, and we just crushed it. Love it. Um, so that's good. Uh, we did uh, we did take a take a break to try a new game. Um, sometime last week, I, don't, I guess it was it was Thursday night because football was on. Uh, Justine wanted to play a game. Uh, well, she really just specifically wanted to play Overcooked. I was like, I'll play a game. I just need need a break from from Overcooked. Um, so we just kind of we had the game on, and I was like, I really want to try local multiplayer on Stadia. So I was like, let me go, let me go get my laptop and the Stadia controllers. See if we can find something on Stadia to play. And so we played uh, golf with your friends. Oh, nice! How was that? Was that enjoyable? I enjoyed it. Okay. Did Justine? I don't think so. <laughs> and I hope. <laughs> um, we did. We did have a very cool, like, cloud-specific experience, though. Yeah. So we were playing on my laptop, and uh, get the notification: my laptop's at like five percent. <laughs> and we had like we were we were just about to be done anyway. We have like maybe five holes left. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, let's just try to get through it. Well, we didn't. It died. So I was like, okay, well, um, I guess I can try to bring it up on my phone. So I pull up, stay on my phone, open golf with your friends, and it was right where we left off. That is pretty sick. 
Yeah. That's right. Our only issue was I could not get the controllers to connect for some reason. So like with Stadia, um, when you like want to connect to a new device, it gives you like a, like a code. It's like a, a button pattern you have to press and it'll sync with whatever device the code is coming from. Mm-hmm. And that wasn't working for some reason. So we ended up just using like the screen controls um, and that worked fine. It wasn't as good, but it right. worked. But still cool. Yeah, definitely. Very cool. What a world we live in. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that was good. And uh, I'm sure we're going to play more Overcooked this week. I think we're on the last world. Nice. Um, we've done every hidden level so far that we could. And we've three-starred every level so far. Out of way. Yeah. yeah. Um, going off of your, your cloud... Uh, little plug there somebody somebody came into my stream um the other night and they were saying that they have um what's amazon's luna, luna. yeah uh they they actually said they have i think they said they had both luna and stadia and they said that you know as long as you have a good internet connection like it's good like it it it's nice and uh, I can't remember if they said Stadia is more worth it if you pay that like the like continuous uh, like yeah. subscription or whatever because it gives you like a bunch of free games. Um, but it was just cool. It was interesting um, that that somebody like popped in and I was like, ho ho ho! Let me tell you, let me tell you about a man who likes cloud gaming. Mm. Yeah, I I never did try Luna. Um, I got the free trial. I think at the time, like only control was on there, which I still need to play that game. Um, Good game. But I was like, if I'm going to test this properly, I feel like I should get the Luna controller. And at that point, like it was still kind of in like beta mm-hmm. phase. So you could get it for a discount. And I just never pulled the trigger on it. And I think my philosophy was, it's probably not going to be much more different than X cloud or stadia. Mm-hmm. That's so I'm, I'm glad i'm glad to hear that people at least enjoyed it i hear nothing about luna anymore well that's what i was gonna crazy. say is that like it's nice that i heard a good thing about it but also like it's the first i've heard of it since we covered it probably i was at my old apartment when i think we we last talked about luna yeah so that's yeah, over a year ago since it was like announced that's just crazy crazy to think about but yeah i mean I mean, yeah, I'd completely forgotten about it. And so they said the only one I normally remember is Stadia. And that's just because either you bring it up or somebody is deciding to like shit on it again. So, right. um, but yeah, uh, all right. So uh, overcooked, uh, golf with your friends. Did you play anything else this past week? Or is that about it? I, I threatened to jump into, um, cyberpunk a couple times mm-hmm. i did get the edge runners update i just haven't i haven't put the disc in yet gotcha um and i did download death loop because i got my uh expansion card finally nice um i don't know if i told you told you the story but it was really funny because they must have just like these discounted 512 gigabyte uh expansion cards which 
for those listening, if you didn't see it, Wario64 uh, posted a Target deal that they were selling the 512 gig series expansion card. Uh, I think I paid like 60 or 70 bucks for it, and it's normally like something stupid, like 180. Yeah. Um, or 160, I don't remember. But it actually shipped from the Target that I used to live close to in Pennsylvania. What? I checked the tracking, and it's like coming from East Petersburg, Pennsylvania. It's like, oh, okay. That's so funny. That's so weird. Like, what a... Wow, what a coincidence. And there there are Targets in New York, just I can say (laughs) that. (laughs) So it was funny that out of all of the East Coast Targets, they felt they should ship it out of... I don't know if it was something because, like, I had not bought anything from Target since I lived in Pennsylvania, so... Um, maybe something on the back end was still showing that as my local store, but yeah, but like I, uh, but I feel like it would just base it off of wherever it's being delivered to. I don't know. And usually with with Target, like when I got my Xbox fridge from Target, it shipped from fucking Indiana. brag about it. Hey, those are frequently on uh, our favorite. Oh, uh, oh, say no more, say no more. <laughs> yes. Like, all the time. I see them frequently. Oh. So if you really want one, I'm sure you can get one. Oh, it's... Girlfriend's asleep. Gonna go ahead and buy myself a fridge. <laughs> uh, we, were just, we have not, since we moved, set up my Xbox fridge yet. But Justine and I were just talking about it today. She's like, it's a shame this thing is so loud. Because, like, we, we haven't set it up because we don't need it anywhere in the house, really. Yeah. The only place would be my office. But I'm like constantly on calls and it is loud. Mm-hmm. It is really loud. So it just kind of sits in a box. Yeah, the only I might try it, I might try it again. It's it's way less hot in my current house than it was at our old house in Pennsylvania. Yeah. That's the only problem more. that I have is that I don't know like where I would put it and what I would put in it. But I'll think of something. It sounds like they maybe fix the noise issue pretty quickly. Um, and it sounds like they had the option for like people who got the original one to ship it back to get a new it's like supposed to be a higher efficiency one or something interesting but they never told me and by the time i could it had to be like within the like within 90 days or something like that (laughs) sick (laughs) yeah love that um all right well i have a game recommendation for you and justine that i definitely have floated out before but moving out uh shelby and i played a lot more of that we we actually finished all of the levels it's a very difficult game um but it's a lot of fun and I'm, it's very similar to like overcooked that's typically what we 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 think it's way harder than overcooked um but then when you like load into the game you can like turn on assist mode um and so we waited until we beat every level to see like how well we could do like first go basically but Mm -hmm. then you can turn on assist mode and it makes everything like a trillion times easier now now we're going back and like cleaning up objectives and doing all that stuff but it's a lot of fun it's just so like it's just again it's just like overcooked it's just silly stupid and and very enjoyable and um uh the controls get a little wonky when you're like walking i don't know how to like describe it but it's like do you know the Mario Party game 
where you like skate around the ice rink and you have to like it's like speed skating and you have to like turn the analog a different direction as you're moving or something or like it just like doesn't make sense with how you're moving directionally and stuff anyway it gets like crossed up like that and so it just leads to like you're carrying like a two-player item and all of a sudden somebody's like swinging the ass end of it out and it's like why where are you going why are you going that way stop going that way and we're just like yelling at each other it's so much fun though it's like it leads to just so many stupid and funny things happening um we got so i have that on stadia too okay yeah so that was one of the free games that is the great thing about stadia just my quick pitch for it that if you want like multiplayer or couch multiplayer games like they usually give at least one of those out a month. That's nice. That's really nice. Um, I was trying to like prompt Justine to play that game because I knew we had it on Stadia, and I really want to play it. And it's, like, hey, there's this game. Yeah. And Justine was like, we just moved in real life, and we did not do oh. well at that. So I think we need some time. Yeah, <laughs> that's fair. She makes she makes a really good point. <laughs> um, yeah, a little too a little too real, but. Yeah, played. It is, it is funny though that that would be the case because like we cook together frequently and we never get frustrated. And I don't think we've gotten like frustrated once at each other playing Overcooked. Yeah, uh, I'm trying to think. Shelby and I definitely we do our like typical northeastern like shouting matches randomly. Like like if I the way I always do it is if I fuck up. I just immediately scream at her <laughs> and say it was her fault. <laughs> it's just that's all it is. It's just a matter of like who can blame the other person the fastest. Mm-hmm. And like normally I'm very quick to do it and then just yelling back and forth in Susan's very funny because obviously like it's just a game. It's not like uh what's like what's a game where there's I mean, I guess no game has actual stake, but um Squid Game. Yeah, yeah, it's not like Squid Game. <laughs> anyway, um, that's a lot of fun. Recommend that heavily. Returnal is very good. Really enjoying that. I beat the first boss um, last week. Uh, Excellent. Really enjoying that. Looking forward to playing more of that. And yeah, uh, it's difficult. Definitely difficult. But it's, I mean, it's a roguelike, basically. So it's it's it it hits you know the right itch for me and um so i'm enjoying that and then uh ghost of sushima has also been amazing i think last time i said that i was close to finishing act one or part one um but i now have officially in case i didn't say i did um and so i've been exploring like the second area and yeah, still stale. I still stand by the whole like side quests actually feel like meaningful and um it's just it's really enjoyable. Um I'm I'm having a lot of fun with it. And then what else? That might be it. Might might mostly be it. I've been playing a lot of Pokemon Blue. I don't I don't bring up the handhelds I've been playing, but I've been playing a lot of Pokemon Blue. Almost done with that. I've got six badges. No big deal. Nice. Uh, <laughs> and uh, with the with the trip I have coming up, I plan to take my Vitas, and I'm hopefully plural. going to yeah plural, and I'm hopefully going to play through uh, 
a bunch of games on there. But first, I need to finish Final Fantasy 2 before I jump to something else. So we'll see. We'll see what I come back with. But that'll be my update the the week after I'm back. So, but yeah, that's it. Oh, and MLB. I don't think I said it, but of course. Well, since you brought up MLB, I also played Madden. <laughs> I did second undefeated season. I don't think I played Madden this week, but I might have. I might have played a game. I definitely played last week. Anyway, um, but yeah. All right, uh, let's get into it. So, said it at the top, we're discussing some delays. IGN put out uh, an article detailing every game delay announced uh, this year so far. Uh, with it being September, I was saying to you at the top uh, before we started recording that this this number is it's unlikely to change. Although I guess technically a delay could be announced in December for a game that's coming out in February. So it could happen, but uh, the current total is 58. So 58 games have had a delay announced this year. And in like the first line of the article, it says that there were 60 delays in 2021. Um, So pretty much like par for the course. Like, again, we could technically get games that are like supposed to release early next year. We could get delay announcements for those. Um, but we're, I would imagine the number is either going to stay at 58. Uh, this isn't a bold, this is just how numbers work. It's either going to stay at 58 or my guess is it won't eclipse 70. It'd be insane to get 12 delay announcements in my opinion. Um, so it's going to be pretty much right around what last year was, um, roughly five a month, if you will. Uh, and that's just like, it's crazy that it's, it's that close first off that that it's almost so similar um but secondly it's just crazy that there's that many and i know we've talked about it a ton so we certainly don't need to go into it all that much but in in my opinion i look at this and i'm like this is the perfect like uh you know data point for what we've kind of been saying where it's just like don't don't announce the games before you actually have like a clear you know window and then you won't have the you won't have to like give out these like delay announcements and then not that anybody should be attacked for their delay announcements but you would be able to mitigate that uh by by just not giving it that being said if you don't give uh a, a, a uh, release announcement then or a release date then you're going to get harassed for that so you really can't win but um but yeah definitely could save yourself from having to give some bad news by uh really holding on it just seems like everybody is very quick to just yeah th- slap a date on it and uh we can always change it which is 100 percent right it means nothing um but it's just so funny that 58 games had that had that you know mindset this year 60 of them had it last year uh it's crazy do you happen to know the year before did the article just it just said 2021 and i would like to look at a regression of this uh, and like how much of it is still due to COVID or that's fair. Let me, um, line is don't need it right now. I'll do a quick Google search while you give your take. Yeah. I, I mean, it's the same take that we've had every time we've discussed delays. Um, I had kind of, kind of, you know, joked before we started recording, um, that IGN's kind of making a hit list for people because they love to lose their minds when, a game is delayed 
Um, I'm I'm sure they're not doing it to fuel hate, but I'm sure they're just doing it to keep people informed because it's it's a lot. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it's sixty games. Um, you know, essentially five games a month are getting getting delayed, so that that adds up if you're trying to keep track of a certain list of games. Um, yeah, it's I I I, I again. My opinion hasn't changed. I don't really care. It'll come out when it comes out. And and nine times out of ten, I had talked about Oxen Free Two before we started recording as well. I had no idea that was even supposed to come out this year. Right. Yeah, and I'm I. Sure. God. I'm sure that's due to my lack of attention, but I expected it to come out last year, and I feel like that's my reaction nine times out of ten when I see delays. I'm like, oh shit, that was coming out this year. Yeah, and I mean, some of these technically are, like, delayed from Q1 to an unannounced later date. So it's, like, the mm-hmm. first the first uh, release window wasn't, like, you know, concrete. It just was a, a time frame. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. And I, I, I'm of the mindset where I'm I'm definitely okay with I, i'm totally down with if again if you're like if you're announcing a game today and it's going to come out in november of next year i'm fine with you just saying q4 2023 instead of saying it's going to come out november 11th next year it's like all right we'll see like i'm so skeptical of that number so it's like mm-hmm. it me that and like kind of like you just said like to me that it the day means nothing like it it really it really means nothing to me. Like it's, yeah, you because know, I at this rate I just expect it to change. And if it doesn't, then like, cool. But you know, then I see uh, Spencer Games Company uh, in March of next year go. Oh, the game that was supposed to come out November eleventh is now pushed until. And I'm I'm sitting there going, yeah, no shit, because I'm Spencer and I knew you were going to do that. It's <laughs> um, my company. <laughs> but yeah, like I don't know. It's just, that's just the state. And it's like, it's, it's so in line with like, this is now the current state of, I don't know, maybe, maybe we just, maybe it's just so in our faces now, but I feel like games weren't constantly being delayed when we were in high school or middle school, right? Like a game had a release date and then it came out on that day. I feel like it was very rare for a game to be delayed. I could be wrong. I could be misremembering, but and I, mean, I remember The Last of Us and Splinter Cell Blacklist, like their release date was marked for, I can't remember if it was the same day or like within a week of each other. Mm-hmm. And that happened. Yeah. Uh, it just is so in line with the whole, people love to bring up the fact that like there's always a day one patch now. Like mm-hmm. you can release a broken game because there's the ability to go in and and fix it whereas if you released a broken game for the game boy advance um like fuck you you're like you know you're you're done like there's there's no recovering right um so it's just funny that both of those like unless you make a netflix show about it (laughs) unless you make a netflix show about it both of those cultures and games kind of uh came about at the same time it feels like uh and 
it just seems to be the way we're going, you know? And it just seems really weird. It just seems weird that this is the the route we're choosing. Uh, because how can you, how can you so easily, again, because it doesn't matter, how can you so easily change the release date, but still release a broken game? Stuff like that. Um, yeah. So I just thought it was really interesting that, and, and you're right, I think the reason this number is, you know, so high is I'm sure it's because we're still dealing with the effects of COVID and what that kind of did to, to games and just like timelines and everything like that. Completely understandable. Um, and yeah, I'm never going to fault, uh, a dev for, uh, you know, pushing back the release date because I truly hope that it means that there won't be a day one patch or that it'll be a very minimal day one patch. Uh, but yeah, thought it was interesting. Thought it would be fun to touch on. Now over to, I believe this is what you were referencing, Cyberpunk 2077. Release a broken game, make a Netflix show, everybody forgets. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, so I know Benji Sales was covering it a good bit. Um, I just have a IGN article right here that, that says that, you know, basically cyberpunk is hitting like a million users a day uh right now like it's just going absolutely crazy uh i saw recently go ahead sorry is that just steam or is that across the board it's a good question and i only asked because i couldn't figure it out i thought it was maybe just steam i feel like it's not but Uh, according to steam charts could be i don't know oh anyway still a large amount of daily concurrent players yeah and they uh it officially passed the witcher for like highest peak um which is also crazy because the witcher 3 wasn't as broken it did have a few bugs when it released but definitely not the same state that cyberpunk 2077 was and so you didn't have people falling off of it right um and then you didn't have it being saved by a netflix show because people were just already playing it anyway crazy crazy to see this come back and it's really funny because there's there's a lot of different paths to go down with this um and, and and how funny some of these these little uh spider webs are um so the first thing is that people are saying that cyberpunk 2077 was always a good game and this is either there's two reactions to this people who agree and think that cyberpunk 2077 was always a good game and people who get completely irate that anybody could ever have that opinion and then they get extremely pissed. Um, what I think some people mean by it is that it was never a bad game. It just had a lot of issues. The bones were there, had good bones, good bones on this game, you know. Uh, but, you know, through patches and everything like that, you know, it cleaned up some of the fog and the the, the broken bits and gave you like the actual experience it was supposed to give and 
to that, it's like, okay, you can have the opinion that it was good because it had the bones. Uh, but you could also have the opinion that, no, it wasn't bad. It was a broken game, but it became a good game. Like, say, No it Man's Sky. It wasn't promised either. Right. Like, say, No Man's Sky, right? Like, similarly. Mm -hmm. um, I would say that this redemption path is similar. Um, but, man, it's so funny watching people get just completely, like, <laughs> like, like, we live in a world where where we're constantly being gaslit. Where people are like, yeah, the Star Wars prequels, everybody likes those. It's like, the fuck are you talking about? I I used to like those as a kid, and I was told I wasn't supposed to, so I got on board, and now you're pulling the rug out from underneath me again? <laughs> um, so you have, you have the, like, shit like that. And so it's like people who are just like, no, 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 no. You're not going to gaslight me on this. Like, I know this isn't the Mandela effect. I know that uh, that that Cyberpunk has always been a bad game, or, or was a bad game. It hasn't always been a good game. And it's just really funny watching people like have that mind melt experience. Yeah, it is. I yeah, I, I think I'm. I think I agree. Um, I really don't know if it's always been a good game. I mean, I'm sure it's been fine, but it hasn't met expectations. So you didn't get enough of a sample size of people to say, you know what it was. You just got a lot of people who didn't play it at first until mm -hmm. I got the first updates. I think the funniest thing that I've seen is like, I'm pretty sure. I mean, there were some quality fixes for the ad runners update, but the things that I'm seeing people point out are things that have been there for <laughs> yes. the past year. Yeah. Yep. It's like, Oh my God, this is so incredible now. It's like, well, it's been incredible for the past year. <laughs> <laughs> so like, yeah. Where's your head been and how do you get it out of your ass? Like Yeah, nice. Got him. Uh yeah, I mean I think I, I would say that since the next gen update, which that was yeah, around this time? Maybe Yeah, I think it was like November, yeah. October, November ish. That sounds that sounds right. Because I played it for the first time late August of last year. Yeah. And that was before the update. And then I picked it up again sometime November, December. Right. Yeah. Um, that that fixed a lot of the issues. Um, you know, again, something that we've talked about where it's like you can kind of get caught in this in-between uh, when a new generation is coming because you have to make the decision of do I still make the game for the old generation? And the further you get into the new generation, the easier that decision becomes. Um, but sometimes not to like, not to say that it's an excuse to throw out that like last gen held you up. Cause you can make the decision to not release it for like last gen. Um, but I think that fixed a lot of the issues was because this game should have never come out on PS4 and, uh, xbox one right. uh you know it 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 should have it should have just always been a next gen game you know um and i think again i think that was kind of clear with the next gen update uh because that's when you and i both got into it and we're like yeah this game's fine <laughs> like, there's, there's really not much wrong with this game um yeah so that's that's been really funny the other funny thing is that other <laughs> Other game companies are getting it in their head that Netflix or a show 
can also save their terrible release. And I think the funniest one I saw was Battlefield. I think Battlefield <laughs> like wanted to potentially uh, also you know, create some sort of TV series. And I just think it's so funny that it's like the whole Morbius thing where everybody memed Morbius and then Sony was like, oh, yeah, everybody really loves Morbius. Let's put it back in theaters. And they put it back in theaters and then <laughs> nobody went and saw it. <laughs> um, it's kind of like that because everybody's praising Edge Runners, but like there's there's a reason Edge Runners is so good, right? Like it's because it's, it's not, correct me if I'm wrong, you're going to be able to speak on this better than I am because I haven't watched it yet, but it's not following anybody from the game it's like its own unique story in night city right there are called forwards okay um i i think just based off of my experience in the game and what happened in the show it happens before what takes place in 2077 but yeah like v is not a character i mean they call the main character d his name's David, so they call him D. Okay. Um, but like Judy's not in it. Um, right. Johnny's so... older hand isn't in it. There are like some shared. There's at least one shared villain. I can't remember if there's more than one. Yeah. So I mean, like, it's more about it's more about creating a unique story than it is about a faithful, you know, recreation of the game whereas like you mm-hmm. look at the last of us show that's coming out and from what i can tell it looks like it's bar for bar the game right um yeah that's been what i've been able to tell right and i mean there's obviously going to be diff- going to be differences and stuff but i mean they literally had pedro pascal saying certain lines as joel and then joel in the game saying those same lines to show like the comparison so like very clearly it's supposed to be a live action basically retelling of the game um, mm-hmm. again with I'm sure subtle differences and stuff but uh, cyberpunk the show is able to I think showcase the world in a in a unique and good way that it gets people to go I can go have that story I can go have my own unique story that's not the show in the game I can go play the game I can go explore Night City which is what they're doing in the show like they're in Night City I can go do that in the game right you can kind of get that like bleed over without trying to just, I just don't know what they would do for a battlefield show. Like other other than just like army propaganda, like, right. Like, I don't know. Like, I feel like Halo has a better shot at like being the show and a series and all that stuff than, than battlefield. Right. Right. There's (laughs) So, so much lore in cyberpunk and like night city is such an incredible world. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, American invaded Afghanistan. Like, I guess there's lore there somewhere. Yeah. It's just, it's going to, it's, it's, what it is, is it's bad because we now have had a few successful video games crossing over into movies and shows and other forms of media. And it's been going fairly well here of late, you know? Um, I would say, at least, it seems. Um, yeah. And, and we're about to have that ripped away and there's going to be distrust once again anytime a video game adaptation is made because you're going to get a bunch of people who are like, 
all we have to do is make a show. Doesn't need to be good. Just need to make a show, and that'll get people to play our game. And then they make some shit show, like Resident Evil, and then uh, and then it like ruins it, and it's like you're missing the point. That would be like nuts if that's the philosophy after Edge Runners, though, because Edge Runners was just genuinely good. Right. That's what I. That's yeah, exactly, and that's what I mean. Like, but but are they? Do they realize that what Edge Runners is doing is like it itself is good. It uh, the what's the what's the League of Legends show called? Arcane, right? A lot of people have raved about that. I haven't watched that either yet, but mm-hmm. but people have raved that like that's good. Um. Are they are they going to just completely miss that point though? And all they see is oh people people play game people people play game again, game, game. This is how we get people to play game, and then they just make a show and put like zero effort into it. I don't know. Yeah. It should be funny. I can't wait to see, I can't wait to see what like the first ridiculous one is. Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, maybe uh, this is also EA. Maybe they'll make like an anthem show to get people to jump back into anthem. Star Citizen. <laughs> I yes. and I think I think what will be really funny is if this does happen, that hopefully people will see Cyberpunk is kind of like the catalyst mm-hmm. to this and then just have more of an appreciation for Cyberpunk. Yeah. That's like all I want out of the gaming world right now is just cyberpunk to get the credit it deserves. Yeah. And I just want CD Projekt Red to realize how lucky they are that they, again, had good bones and were able to salvage this thing because, man, you want to talk about like a death sentence. It's easily what this game could have been for them after like the success of Witcher and yeah, just... And I think we're going to be getting another, we're going to most likely be getting another cyberpunk game. Um, so at least what it sounds like. Or at least getting content. Yeah, I mean, we're getting new content for sure. Uh, what's what's the, um, what's that expansion called? Phantom Liberties? Sounds right, yeah. I, um, yeah. I gotta be honest with you, I'd be like perfectly okay if they just made 2077 like a live service-esque game and they just keep adding content Mm -hmm. the one thing this would be my request if they do make another cyberpunk game is to do like um i feel like there's a lot of history with like i forget what the world the war was called but it's like when they made the new usa Mm -hmm. like if they did a game in that time period would be pretty sick yeah it'll be interesting but i think they have like an opportunity i think they see an opportunity where it's like okay we came out, you know, net positive, we'll say, but there's a chance for us to actually do this right and do right by the game and, and what it could have been and all that stuff and, and actually put out just a complete banger of a game. So, mm-hmm. and that's, you know, if they are planning it, that's, you know, five years away. So if that um, cyberpunk was first teased at E3 in 2013 or something like that. So these these games as we know take a lot of time but uh huge congratulations to cyberpunk like it's it's awesome to see this like i threw out you know we brought up no man's sky as as an example of something that similarly had a bounce back and it's just like it's it's really good to see because 
to to me if nothing else it proves that they actually care about the game that they put out and you know they they know that it wasn't perfect it wasn't what it was supposed to be um but they did their darndest to get it there or get it as close as they could to you know even just a playable state where people can enjoy it and now you're you know you said you're seeing so many people get to just enjoy this world and uh, at the end of the day that's that's really all you you can hope for so Yeah, I've been stoked by it. I'm excited to jump back in. I I just I keep threatening to do it. <laughs> Who are you? I did just I did just finish the show. Well, that was that was the issue myself. Um, and the voices in my head. Um, <laughs> but I I have been like wanting to play it, but I just finished it Thursday or Friday, maybe. Edge Runners like the show. Mm-hmm. Um, so I figured I'd wait until I was completely done with that. No, that makes sense. But yeah, I'm so stoked. I've just, I've fallen so far in love with the game's lore. Like I think from, I'm trying to think if there's another game. I mean, it's up there with like Metroid for me, as far as like my favorite game lore. That's so crazy. That's so like, that's awesome. Um, it's just so funny because like i just remember when we were talking about it and and you were unsure if you wanted to get on the hype train for the game and so it's so funny to hear you like after the fact you're like it really like resonated and really like you know for it to climb that high mm-hmm. is so so amazing to hear um truly shows you the uh the impact that a, that a game can have yeah, uh, for sure. not di- not very different from witcher 3 for me i on a whim the heard about it the week it was coming out went and picked it up instantly became a top five game for me so it's like so i still i still have not played witcher 3 um i do have witcher 2 because it was a games with gold game like probably 10 years ago mm-hmm. um and I've just enjoyed, and I, I know I know it's altogether different, but just knowing that it's also CDPR, I've like been thinking about trying that game out as well. Yeah, when I tell you that the side quests of The Witcher Three, I can't speak for The Witcher Two, but for Witcher Three, the side quests are crafted so immaculately that again, like similar to how I've been talking about with, with Ghost, it, it you just don't feel like you're just wasting your time slogging through it just to slog through it, like. It, mm-hmm. there's depth to the characters and the story that they're telling you and it is just insane uh the the attention to detail and level of detail that's in that game um i look forward to i don't know when but i i do plan to eventually go back and and play it again I, ideally they release a next gen update for it and i'll just buy that and play it again um because i know there's like a weird thing with the inventory when when it first came out where like uh, in, like ingredients for potions and stuff like that weighed like had weight to them and so you would be at max capacity like immediately and so they made it that all of those have no weight in like a later update and there was a bunch of other like nice like small but have a great effect changes that i i completely missed out on because i beat the game so fast that like when i went back to play it i was like what the fuck is all this stuff like what is happening so yeah uh 
I, I'd recommend it. Um, I don't know how you are with like medieval-y type yeah, uh, that's my issue. Games, but, but, and it, it's obviously because of how much it builds. the The beginning can be a little, little slow, but I do promise you, it's a it's a good time. Yeah, my my biggest issue is that the the medieval just doesn't do it for me. Yeah, honestly, so how I would probably recommend it because I know you've talked about it. We've completely gotten off the rails because now we're talking about The Witcher, but. Um, <laughs> You talked about how like you're making the decision to like just play the game on an easier level if 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 you know that's what needs to be done right just to like play it i honestly think that if you play the witcher on like the easiest level where you're just a badass like i think about this so often with certain games where it works so well like i can't wait to play jedi fallen order again because i'm gonna play it on the like i'm gonna play it on adventure mode where it's like enemies can barely touch you because you are just a badass jedi and like there's just something so satisfying about just kicking ass right you play through it once and you're like great there's a challenge second playthrough nah like i'm going to breeze through everybody but witcher has that feeling because like you're literally a monster hunter and so you know for you to be able to just go into a, a a fight and just immediately dice everything up i think it would be really enjoyable and to that point you'd be able to get all the story and it wouldn't take you 150 hours to do it. <laughs> mm -hmm. So if I were going to recommend it, maybe that's the way to do it. Yeah, that sounds right. I mean, I don't. I just kind of want to, again, see if I can appreciate the lore. Yeah. Like, gameplay is, the gameplay is one thing, but. Yeah. Um... God, yeah, such a good game. Uh, but yeah, huge congrats to Cyberpunk. Huge com congrats to everybody who worked really hard on this game. Um, and yeah, this is just a uh, this is a, a teaching lesson for for other game companies who you know maybe 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 fumble it at the goal line uh, when they release a game, but are able to bring it back around. Mm-hmm. So last thing that we want to talk about today is uh, you sent me this little, so I'll let you take the reins on this, but you sent me a, a neat little device that I think uh, triggered some, some emotions from, I'm sure you, I know, it, I know the emotions it triggered in me, but uh, uh, I'm guessing you had similar ones. So yeah, take it away with the, what's, First, give it a stupid name. What if I just call it the Logitech G Cloud handheld? All right, that works. <laughs> you called it the Xbox Portable and when you like sent me a picture mm -hmm. of it or when you sent me this article. And I... Oh, I see, I see. I shit you not. I, I sat there for 30 minutes trying to come up with a funny Xbox name for it because you know how like xbox did the xbox then the xbox 360 and then they just uh -huh. threw that out the window and i was like you just know xbox would give some stupid convoluted name for this and i was i wanted to see what you come up with first one might have first iteration xbox series p yes yes <laughs> that is good yep all right you did it i i was gonna say i feel like the first one would maybe be xbox portable and then the second one would be the one that has like the all right you're doing too much but 
<laughs> Xbox Series P. Yes, love it. <laughs> it's got to be. I mean, the whole the whole beauty of uh, Microsoft's uh, naming convention for Xbox is that it's just got to be really fucking confusing with uh-huh. the console, the other consoles that they have. I can't tell you. Like today, I did it. Justine and I were talking about like moving TVs around in our house. I was like, oh, I kind of want to have my uh, Series X on this one. I doesn't mean shit. No, my One X. <laughs> so I still do it. Mm-hmm. And I you know, almost never use my One X at this point. I just I never think about it. <clears throat> um, yeah. So, yeah. Xbox Series P. Xbox One Series P. Yeah. <laughs> um, you could you could do a couple, but Logitech did almost almost as good with calling it a Logitech G Cloud. Yes, it's, um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and and a lot of people are. I mean, this was I think built in partnership with Xbox, um, so that's why it's kind of being touted as the Xbox uh, portable, but it's not. It's not just Xbox. So what it is is basically uh, an Android tablet with um, built-in controls uh, that they worked with. I guess Tencent technically built the launcher. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, th- if I understand it correctly, you can jump like straight into like Halo without having to go into uh, the Xbox Cloud Gaming Launcher first, and then going to Halo. Oh, okay. Um, but since it's Android, it still has the Play Store, so you can download like local Android games. You can download other, um, other streaming platforms. I think, as far as I'm guessing, they have uh, advertise or uh, yeah, I guess it'd be advertising partnerships. Xbox is like on all of the marketing stuff and um, Nvidia's um, streaming service is as well. Um, which is funny because everyone in the gaming community is like, oh, well, it's kind of scary that there's no, or kind of funny that there's no mention of Stadia or Luna. And they're like, maybe you just can't play it on there when you, you should be able to. No mm-hmm. one has confirmed it, but it's, I mean, both of those are just, Android apps. Right. Wow. But yeah, so it is uh, completely other than like native Android games designed for cloud streaming services. So you have a portable um, console that you can play it with. Uh, I don't remember all the specs. I think it's only a 1080p screen. Um yeah, 1080p touchscreen, 12-hour battery life. I think it's also 60 hertz. Um, I, I know some people were complaining about it not being 120 hertz, and it's like, well, it's streaming, so that probably wasn't going to happen anyway. Mm-hmm. And normal price. Have you looked at the price at all? You told me it was $300 if you Damn. Okay. ordered it now. Yeah, I was going to have you guess, but it's $300 if you order it, if you pre-order it, it's 350 when it will be generally available. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw this and I was I was initially stoked because I was like, well, would be nice to have a dedicated like streaming handheld because mm-hmm. I do it so often. 
Um, and I think even before I saw the price and knew more about it, I was like, well, network infrastructure isn't really worth me taking it somewhere. Um, 5G will get there, but it's just not right now. And uh, then I learned that it doesn't even have a 5G antenna in it. It doesn't have a 4G antenna either, so it's only Wi-Fi. Uh, so that kind of led me to the point of, well, this makes zero sense. Mm-hmm. I don't know why anybody would buy one of these. I don't think anyone will. Unless they're really dedicated. Like, I feel like their target audience is me, and I don't <laughs> want one. Yeah, this it feels like the perfect, like... So the 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 image I have for it is, like, you have a room that is your gaming room, and you're not a psychopath and have two 50 inch TVs in your living room where you can play and watch something. And so you would use this to like sit on the couch while watching something on TV. Mm-hmm. Um, or you don't have a TV in your office. And so when you're working, <laughs> instead of doing work, Mike, you have <laughs> you have your little handheld, <laughs> your little handheld that you can play at your desk. Um, yeah, it's it's uh, that. My first thing when I asked you was like, wait, so is it just cloud? Like, I can't. I, like, can I play this in the car? And I guess technically, if you like hotspot your phone, you could, right? But right, but that I really that just wouldn't work well, right? And so. Yeah, it, it kind of it kind of lost me outside of like, I, um, I I'll say this I won't I wouldn't pay three hundred dollars for something I can lay in bed and play and that would be the only time I most likely would use it. Right. So here's so, here's, go ahead. No, that go ahead. Here's here's my value proposition issue with this is one it's a it's a seven inch screen, okay. Most phones at this point are around that size. There are tons of accessories that solve the controller issue. I mean, even though some of them are more expensive, like Backbone, um, they make little mounts for Xbox controllers. And by the time you're carrying around this big, with the controls and everything, 10-inch device, mm-hmm. I don't think it's that much harder to carry around an Xbox controller. Um, and you're really only playing this at home. Right. Because even if you're at a hotel or whatever, like... I've, I've tried it. Hotel Wi-Fi generally is not good enough to support cloud gaming. Right. Um, so really, you're limited to playing this around the house. And that was if you watch like the promotional trailer, that's really all they show is people playing this at home. Um, and I just, for, for $300, you know, everyone who's interested in cloud gaming, I, this is a gross generalization, has a phone. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're into Xbox, and this is like clearly the population that this is being promoted to, you probably have an Xbox controller. Um, just play on your phone, play on your laptop. Um, yeah, it's not a neat little package, but for three hundred dollars, I mean, if the issue is, you know, your your Series X is in a in a family room, and the TV is shared heavily, for three hundred dollars, go get a Series S. Right. 
And then you don't have to deal with the nuances of streaming or technically you can play your other streaming services from that, from the browser. Like you can play Stadia on an Xbox. I don't know why you would, but you could. <laughs> so I just, I don't, I don't know who this is. I, I would, um, in my personal opinion, I'd buy a series S before I bought this. And I would buy a PlayStation Vita before I would buy this. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it's, I, yeah, I think it's an important step. I mean, even, even at $300, you're still getting into the neighborhood of the Steam Deck. Right. Yeah. I, I, I'm just, yeah, I'm shocked that this is like, this is it, right? Like, I'm shocked that it's not essentially a PSP, right? And you could download mm-hmm. games onto it and, and take them with you and, you know, for on the go. Um, because, you know, as, as they look to, you know, expand and um you know win more favor in like japan and in that market that would be huge uh to basically make like the the switch light right is like amazing because of just like how you know how 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 good portable gaming is over there um and like the vita did did well and was supported well in japan uh comparatively so uh it's a it's a it's a good swing it's a they took a good hack but they ultimately they missed in my opinion um Mm -hmm. and they they could definitely i think if xbox made a an xbox portable again like just this but like the ability to download games and not just be limited to to cloud uh would i think do them very well thanks to this little thing i don't know if you're if you're familiar with it it's called xbox game pass um it's, I mean, that's literally why I want the Vita to come back because of this new PlayStation Plus. Cause I just know that like, oh, breathe some new life into this thing. Um, right. It'd be amazing to have like a library of PSP games and PS1 games and PS2 games that you can play handheld, you know, and, and, and on the go and stuff like that, whatever. Um, like I said, it's a really good hack. It's a really good swing. Uh, they swung for the fences, they missed, but if they reload and, and, are ready for that next pitch. I, I, there's no doubt in my mind that they, they, they couldn't do this right. There's no doubt in my mind that they couldn't do this right. That's right. That's what I meant to say. Yeah. It's, it's, it's <laughs> the early adopters cost yeah. at this point. I mean, we're clearly seeing that portables are coming back, which yep. is exciting. Yep. Um, so I, I don't think this is, I mean, it's one of those things that, you know, Logitech is probably not intending on, most people buying Mm -hmm. uh they're just trying to see you know who what the feedback is you know the 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 couple people who buy it do they love it and then can logitech go on to make a cheaper one that also has 5g um yeah brad sam's actually had a really good take or a really good explanation of of the price because um he he did a video on this and he made the point that Logitech can't adopt the console model of selling for a loss because they don't have software to back it up. That's yeah. Wow. I didn't think about that because it's not like they're getting, I mean, maybe they have something worked out with Microsoft, but you know, there is no Logitech streaming platform. Right. So this is basically just to help Xbox. Wow. And Nvidia and the other streaming services. So, I mean, the device itself is just a cheap Android phone. 
So it shouldn't be more than, you know, it's probably less than a hundred dollars to manufacture, but that's how they need to make all their money. So maybe the hope is they start getting more partnerships with streaming services and right. they start getting kickback from that. Yeah. I mean, you just have to wonder though, like if, if this doesn't do well, then is it just scrapped and, you know, we, we give up on handhelds again forever. Right. That's my worry. Right. So. I, I think, and and maybe this is just me being hopeful, but I do think we're going to start seeing more and more handhelds. I mean, the Switch was really the catalyst for it being yeah. its current date. And I, I, um, mean, I think about like, think about what they were trying to do with like the Vita. There, do you remember there were like, there were um, companion apps and companion games that were like released through like and you could download them onto your vita mm-hmm. and use them as like a complement it can they you know the the switch is an all-in-one it's both portable and can be docked but think about how xbox and, and sony could maybe create a handheld that is a complementary device to the the you know bulky console that they release you know um I don't know. It just seems like there's a ton of possibility for, for both of them. Um, and like you said, I, the switch was the catalyst to, to really kickstart this. So I almost kind of wonder if this is going to be the mid generation bump, you know, uh, is, is the mid generation console a handheld going to be a handheld be interesting. A, a, a slim version of the the regular console and then with like no right. real no real update other than the innards are are better placed or 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 more efficiently placed and instead of graphical enhancements and all that stuff you get a handheld right be interesting and i mean a handheld's gonna be i mean a handheld's gonna run you three hundred dollars probably that's probably a safe bet the Vita, mm-hmm. I looked it up to do you know how much the Vita was when it came out? Was it two ninety nine? It was two fifty. It was two forty nine ninety nine. Oh, and then two ninety nine for the three G model. Yes, believe that is yeah. the case. Um But yeah, so three hundred seems like it would probably be about it. But think about it, like you're more likely, I would assume, to get somebody to buy the handheld who has who already has a PS five than you'd than you'd be or the current console than you would be to have somebody who already has the current console to buy the midlife upgrade i'm sure there's still yeah. i'm sure there are plenty of people who do that obviously but like what's more likely to happen i already have a I ps5 just, i'm not going to spend 400 dollars for another ps5 i don't know yeah i just question the companion model because i feel like that's why the video failed yeah, well, I think it's more I, instead of a companion necessarily, it's just more complimentary of like I can pick up where I'm where I was at, you know, right from from my Vita, like you know, kind yeah. of that kind of that like I set this device down and then I, I I put I I play my Switch in my bed and then the next morning I wake up and I take it out to the living room and I put it in its dock and I sit on the couch and play it, you know, um, right. because I'm depressed and all I do is play video games. Uh, <laughs> Um, I almost think of it as something like that. Um, but also it has dedicated games, you know, for it, or, you know, your, your dedicated 
uh, you can have dedicated saves on it and stuff like that. You know, I, I think it flopped because like the whole remote play thing I think was really cool, but I don't think enough people cared about it. Um, well, didn't they get, wasn't there a class action? Cause like Sony way over promised on it. Maybe. Like, I remember, yeah. I remember the commercial where it was like somebody was playing MLB 13, the show on their PS three or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then they pick up their Vita and it like immediately loaded and that never happened. Yeah. And then they eventually said, Oh, we're going to do that with the PS4. And that also even that was a nightmare. Yeah. Yeah. But regardless, like getting that to actually work, you know, um, but yeah, uh, I think there, I think there's, 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 there's room for it. And I think, I think it could do well, but maybe that's just because I want it so badly. Mm-hmm. It'll do well in my mind because I'll get it, and then they'll give up on it, and I'll cry. That they will. <laughs> uh, so it'll be interesting. I'm gonna have my eyes glued to this. Um, you know, the Steam Deck was obviously a, a big step beyond the Switch. Now we have this, and it'll be interesting to see like what the um, what like the public opinion of it is as long as everything stays remotely positive i think that's a really good step in in the right direction to getting handhelds really really back into um into the gaming world but we'll see yeah Uh, i think i think if anything for me it's just more third-party investment in cloud gaming which i think is kind of a hot topic right now because people mm-hmm. aren't really sure its place. Yeah. So I think the more devices that come out of this, the more investment into the into the infrastructure, and hopefully the whole thing gets better. Fingers crossed. That's all we can all we can do is hope. Um. All right. Well, I think that does it for this week. So next week. We will have a fun uh, episode two of Journey Into Games. We're going to have somebody on to talk about their journey into games. It's exactly how it sounds. Um, so look forward to that. I will be on vacation, so it comes at the perfect time. Um, and yeah, so I'm, I'm excited for that. And definitely let us know what you think. As always, thank you so much for listening. Season three is in full swing, baby. It's what a time. What a time to be alive. Uh, we appreciate it. And as always, if you could do us a favor and leave us a rating or review wherever you listen to the podcast, obviously it would be much appreciated. And uh, most importantly, if you could share it with one person, make sure you share it with a mom. And 